podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Can we is, sing on this though? Because it's not YouTube. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, we can't yeah, sing God. "Forever Young." I just think, don't think we can play the track uh, "Forever." All right, Grant. Um, so this is the LFC Day Trippers. This is winners and losers. This is slightly different this week. It's basically an audio podcast that we are recording, but we've given people the chance to get in the chat. And um, you can come into the chat, and you can, if you're on a desktop, you can come in and you can join the live chat. During this show, it's not being broadcast anywhere. And then at the end of it, we just take it's it. It's going to be lots, lots. There's, I'd say there's about 300 people on YouTube at the moment. Going, what the hell's going on? When's yeah, where is starting? all the people? That's what I wanted to know. I put it, really? I put it out and I told people we weren't on YouTube. Um, we, we put it in the YouTube as well. Just put it in the comments on the YouTube. Just put an announcement or something. Follow just this a, big, a big banner in YouTube, maybe. Just going, no, yeah, yeah. we're not here tonight. Um, yeah. So Matt is asking, is the chat working? The chat is working. Um, the, I don't know many people. Which Matt is this now? Matt is Canadian Matt. Um, ah, yeah, like Hi, Matt. Canadian Matt. Yeah. So, um, so winners and losers. Me, Pete, me, Gav, Pete, Phil. Um, first things first, before we go on to winners and losers, Phil, um, quite like, without was really noticing, and we, we didn't catch it, but he won a medal. Um, <laughs> for people that are listening, uh, Phil has on my screen literally the medal taken up most of the screen. Phil, tell us about your medal. I won the uh, the first ever canoe marathon at the World Games. Right. That's why I was missing last week. I was exhausted after it. Um, okay. And I went for I the long form. Instagram story. Your Instagram story was really good. Yeah. I canoed from Alabama to yeah. Ireland and yeah. the medal was waiting for me when I got here because it sent it in a plane because it's the only one that survived. The rest of them were eaten by crocodiles and, and all sorts as they went through the deep south. Well, I'm nearly um, sure it's on that. Those, yeah, this was the thing we landed? were running, Gav. That that's where I landed, yeah. I came in through Killery Harbour and uh, ended up in a race there as well. And I won a medal in that race. So that was, because uh, I, I was confused. I thought it was still the same race. I thought they just put an obstacle course in at the end and that's that's oh. what we had to go and do. Okay. <laughs> so it was job done. Now, um, I went down and did did what I said I was going to do when we were doing the Felicon mm-hmm. piece. So I went down on Saturday. The race was Saturday morning. I left Dublin at quarter to five o'clock. Like yeah, yeah. Loads of rain. Yeah, it just fracked. rained. Bike. rained absolutely rained non-stop um, got down took me three and a half hours to drive down there I did it last year and took me three hours and 27 minutes to do it so basically it's a run, up, run over a mountain yeah. cycle around the mountains kayak between the mountains and then run back up to the finish line right at um, the top so of the mountain at the top of the mountain the, the so finish line is at the top of the mountain it's in the middle of the mountain so you you, you start off so, so let's start, in detail right yeah uh, run over a mountain how high is yep. the mountain and how long is the distance about three hundred, three hundred and fifty meters to the summit. So it's um okay. So it's ten k. You're one standing, at, you're standing at ground level, obviously. Yeah. Zero, and you're going yeah. three hundred and fifty meters up, and then back down. And down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then you jump on your bike, mm-hmm. and you cycle twenty kilometers around the, the mountain, mountain, the bottom of the mountain. Right. Yeah. 
to back to where you started from the transition zone. Mm-hmm. And then you get off the bike and you run two kilometers down to the, to the sea, mm-hmm. right? Through a bog down to the sea. Yeah. You jump in a kayak and you kayak then a kilometer around Killery Harbor. Okay. And then you get, you get off the boat and you run back up to the finish line, right? Yeah. Right. So it's, it's 35k. It's, it's a sprint race, 25k all in, in the end, right? Okay. So last year it took me three hours and 27 minutes to do the whole lot, which is really good. So I was, which I was, and I was aiming for three hours this year, right? That was, I was hoping to knock about 20 minutes off, right? right. So I did it in two hours and 14 minutes and 10 seconds. 14? Yeah. I knocked an hour and 14 minutes off my time. And me. But in fairness, you've put loads of training into it, as much as you joke about it. Like, yeah. genuinely, you're ringing in sick for work most days. And <laughs> I'm just going running up mountains and cycling. And cycling by walk and waving at them and going, no, I'm really yeah. sick. <laughs> I'm, off, I'm off of the mountains again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Is that from so knowing yeah. your way around? How much of that? So there's a bit. There's a bit of you know the route. So anyone yeah. who who does run and stuff, right? When you know the route, it's, it's you, you do do it quicker because you just you just know where you're going and where you can yeah. put it in. And a bit of it was that the conditions were very different. Conditions were perfect for it. It wasn't torrential rain. It wasn't a really heavy wind. It was just wet, right? So mm-hmm. you never you never sort of burnt out in the heat. Last year was twenty nine degrees with no cloud cover and there was no yeah. shade. So like you were basically just sweating to death as you were trying to do it, right? So really that it just drains you so much, particularly when you're trying to go around and over mountains and stuff like that. So that was a huge changer. So three um, hour twenty seven minutes down to two hours yeah. fourteen minutes. Yeah. So it's it's thirty percent off. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I went, I went, I went from finishing like in the middle of the, there was 500 last year and I finished 229th last mm-hmm. year, right? I went to finishing 12th in the over 40s and. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and does that, does that, does that make, I know, like we joke all the time, but like I, I'd be blown away with this stuff. Does that make you think I'll do it again next year and I want to get better? Or do you think, fuck that, I'm in the top 12 and over 40 fellas in the world? Because um, it is the nah, world. Because it was open to the it, world. It's the world games. It was open to the world. <laughs> it was open to the whole world. And them lads, sort of, what mindset is it then? Is it is it go again or is it, fuck that? No, like, you know when you feel like, if I was to do it again, I could probably knock about another five minutes off it, right? Yeah. So I, I, know where I, I know where I can gain time in my own head, right? Mm. But th- th- I'm at the I'm at the limits as to how much time I'm going to gain, right? Mm. So it's because um, I went in two kilos lighter than I did last year, so that taking the weight off a bit of weight off helped as well. Um, but this is a, this is a warmer. Up. The big event is in September this year for me. So this year I'm doing two. Where's right, the last one in year September? The one in September is down in um, County Clare in Loch Derg. Now that's sixty k um, in County Clare this year. I'm so I'm I'm hoping to do that in five hours. Like, and I've, I haven't done this route. And the the cycle, the four seven k, the last two k is just a sheer climb. It's a fifteen percent gradient, so it's a really tough climb to get to it. Mm. You get off that then, and then you do a seven k run again, mountain summit. Then you get in the bike, and it's twenty seven k back to the next transition zone. And then you do again a kilometer around the kayak, and then you've got another six k mountain run thrown in as well. So there's two mountain runs and this in mm. a separate mountain run. Then you're back on the bike, and you do four k back into the transition zone, and then you run back over the, the finish line. So that's that's the the sixty k that's in that one. So I'm doing that. So I'm doing that one, and then next year I'm planning to do Quest Glen the Lock, which is seventy. Gale Forest West, which is 70, and then Quest Killarney or Quest Bear. It's one of those two. One is 150 and one is 100. So, Jesus um, that's, uh, that's, that's what happens when you've, uh, you, when, when you've will a, mid- be, a midlife, serious there, midlife crisis. Would there be, um, would there be a buffet <laughs> at your funeral or would it be a full carving? <laughs> 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 I 
The Wobby must meet on me at that stage, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I always have this argument over um, funerals. Funerals are, are good. Uh, not not really happy days, but Irish funerals are great. But I think they're really classy when you get a full carvery. So, yeah, um, I think I just try yeah, it. I'll, I'll now, keep that in mind. Do you want things. curry now or do you want, do you want the ah, roast? Full no, I want a full carvery. All right, Grant. Uh, okay, cool. Laura Duffy says, well done, Phil. Matt says, have you ever heard of the Barkley Marathon, Phil? Yes, I have. Is that... What's the one way you run? There is, yeah. People have got lost um, in all sorts and nothing. Got lost, so many. Yeah, so and it's. I think there's only like there's no real. It's just there's an end. There's a you start point and an end point. Three. You find, you have to pick up books yeah. and stuff, haven't you? And you go, it's all mad in terms of what else. There's also another one. It's in um, Yosemite. They started. I think you've got forty eight hours to finish it. Um, it's up a mountain in the Yosemite National Park, right? I, I definitely like seen a documentary on that Barkley one. <coughs> definitely. Somewhere. Yeah, the, the, but there's, there's another one that I was watching. See, I got, during the lockdown, I started watching this television program called Boundless. It was made between 2012 and 2014. There's three series of it. And there's two lads who were going off and doing these mad endurance events. And I said to Rosemary, the half, I said, I can do that. That's where this is all started. Yeah. yeah. I can <laughs> and normally you stop. Yeah. Normally yeah. you stop. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there was like, like, a into a tree and one <laughs> and a portion of chicken balls going, I could do that. That's a couple of bo- bottles of wine. Over. I can do that, Rose. And she's going, yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. Fair play, well done. I'm sure you can do that. And next minute, then I signed up for it and said, right, I'm going to do it. Well, that's so, like, I have um, to say, incredible. What's it, what's it like, though, Phil, at that distance when the wall kicks in you're on your head and you're like, stop, 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 stop. Pete, stop, stop. D- d- sorry, d- d- this time around, I, 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 there was no wall. It was like, uh, uh, honestly, my bike ride. I was, I was, and it's the same, the same bike ride I did last year. I was. The boy, I was really, really happy with bike rider. I did it 15 minutes quicker. I ended up posting the 10th fastest time on the 20k stay, 20k route over the last five years. So it's on Strava. So it's there. So I know it's real. So it's not just make you up, right? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't your really, ma standing there with a stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, there, I, was, I was really delighted with the bike time. So this, I just did the prep has been a lot more scientific, right? Around it. So it was just like, even down to the hydrating and, and how I was managing not getting hydrated and not hitting the cramp like I did the last, like I got fierce cramps last year in my legs trying to go, go through it. And then towards the end, I said, I could have saved more time. If I could get probably take another two or three kilos off and just do a bit more training on, on the far side of but like as I said, this was the interim. The, the big one is in September, so my distances in terms of training are going to move up slightly more again now, just to to, just to accommodate what's going I on. I can't it's wait. Phenomenal again. Any, anyone that takes that on distance, the distance, I love preseason when I play it. Loved it, but because I knew what I was going to do, I, you, you know, you could see it. But anyone that swimming in and into a, into a distances that you can't see has all my respect because my head at that stage just stop 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 how, how many people did you, how many people did you get into discussion with on the hill and just make them give up because i reckon there was a few <laughs> i actually last year i talked to loads of people i, yeah, I didn't say I talk talk to one loads. person uh, I didn't. I didn't have. It's this great. You're all real fucking happy, and people are going. Oh, nah, you no. Know, what? What? When I was when I was coming back on the run, because I, I took like the, I went in the, the second wave, and I was the I was sort of second away at the start because there was there, like there was there was two hundred going on the second wave. I was like, I'm not getting caught in the middle because that slows you down, and I, and I knew sort of part of the route was like no. So I just went out, and I realised I was going way too fast because I did the first kilometer just in under four minutes, and I was there going right. I'm going to die. I'm actually going to die. Right. So I did. I think it was three fifty eight was the first kilometer. And I was like, oh, that's not my pace anywhere near my pace. Normally I'm running like five thirty or whatever it is. And I was like, better, better, better slow down here. But I managed to keep myself out in front of most of them. So when I was coming back, I caught up with the first wave 
live on the way back up the sort of back over back around and back up a hill again and I was passing out people and, and I knew because I was, I was tracking the distance on the watch and you're going along now keep it going now keep it going there's only three kilometers now back to the to the thing you, you keep it going and sort of people going along some of them are and I was in the same position I was like I remember thinking to myself last week, would you run past me, tell him I've only gone three kilometres, I'm going to pass out and die here. It's <laughs> absolute cheek, yeah. Yeah, I'll keep you going. I'll come on yeah. up there and I'll throw you off the side of this mountain and keep you going. <laughs> see how you like that. But, uh, yeah, so it was like, but yeah, you sort of naturally do because you do see people struggling. Like there was one fella fell off his bike. There was a tough downhill section. I know your man hit it too hard and he just came off the top and I know they'd send the ambulance up from him because it was, um, it was a bit sort of, yeah, it was it was horse around, but like yeah. that's just, just. Well, there you go. Phil's anyway, been talking go. about it loads, <laughs> and <laughs> he's, he's delivered the goods. And uh, come September, we'll be talking about this again. Um, yeah. And if he does, it'll be like that. It looks like there'll be a, it looks like there'll be a full carbury at the funeral, which I think is. Um, <laughs> we bring all the viewers in the chat because there's only about three of them tonight. There yeah, no, used to be loads on YouTube for for something that's um, only new. Does does like. 15, 16 people watching and are in the chat. Yeah. So that's good. Um, so if there's anybody in the chat, throw, throw whatever you want in there. You can chat with your own. Yeah, it's, it's, if it's you're nice in your YouTube. phone, you're just watching along. Um, but as soon as Matt said, it's, that's really impressive. Um, and as I said, it'll be out as an audio download and stuff like that. ASAP once we get recorded. So, um, winners and losers. We're going to start with Phil. Um, you can go winner or loser, Phil, wherever you would like. I do have. Um, we are on nah. 13 minutes 30 seconds so we have, no, have 20, two minutes do we no you have 20 you've you've until 25 minutes into this podcast to talk about your winner or loser go ahead I gotta go with the winner first right but I will say Gav when you told us we're doing the Riverside I got very excited I thought it was something to do with Middlesbrough I thought we were <laughs> flipping funny yeah. to a Middlesbrough just, podcast yeah. I was like woohoo <laughs> me and you in Ayrson Park broadcasting for Riverside FM for all the Middlesbrough people that would have been like the best ever <laughs> he's all getting on there and boring anyway uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, winner for me the winner for me is uh, we'll tie it in but going back to one of my passions because it's pre-season is also kicked off in the NFL this week but the NFL itself announced the NFL Plus streaming service so they used to have NFL Game Pass so anyone who watches the American football they know this was an ac- you could access it on game day and watch a choice of matches or watch your team or whatever it was right for a thing but they announced today an upgrade and that they're getting rid of an NFL Game Pass in the States and they've brought in a thing called NFL Plus a bit like Disney Plus and a bit mm-hmm. like Netflix it's their own streaming service what's the one where they I'm show f- all the games on the touchdown uh, red zone is that still on yeah that's still okay. on and it's, that's still on it's on that's still on the network channel that's on yeah. television okay. in terms of what's there right and you can access it through this uh nfl plus service mm-hmm. as well but for 4.99 a month you get access to all the local and all the prime time games on the nfl app right and um, you can choose what you want and a range of other nfl films and other products that's done and for 9.99 a month you get unlimited access to the NFL archives, the NFL pro- not normal programming, so in terms of what's on the channels, plus every game and the All-22. So for anyone who's not quite sure, All-22 means that it's basically the whole pitch. So you see everyone on the pitch doing absolutely everything. So you can look at it and figure out what all the things mean, all the formations mean, how a play pans out. You can look at all the routes that the wide receivers are running, the, the, the defensive backs are covering. Now, I'm not getting into NFL as being my winner for the week, but for me, Gav, this model of Netflix streaming um, or Netflixing the whole sort of selling of the television rights is is symbolic 
of where the Premier League needs to go and needs to shirk off. Like I'm, I'm looking at it and I was thinking about it today and they're going, can you imagine for a five or a month, right? For a five or a month, you would be able to watch your team. You'd be able to watch Liverpool. Right? You don't have to worry about any other coverage. You can just watch Liverpool and at the weekends you can watch the, the, the equivalent of Red Zone or you have all these um, sort of original documentaries on Premier League years and the Premier League players, all this type of stuff that they do and even their own genuine, the normal coverage. That's ridiculous. That's a no-brainer. Think how much they could sell it. You don't, you don't have to sell television rights then to the big companies. You can just sell this streaming service. The way, way we've become uncabled and untethered to a cable at this stage, this is the way forward. And the longer it takes the Premier League to get there, the more likely the likes of the Liverpools and the Man United are just going to say to themselves, we need to sell our service. Because those two, that two brand, those two brands alone in England have enough global followers to make a five, six, seven euro a month subscription generate monstrous revenue for a club. And we were talking about what's, I was looking at Billy Hogan's interview in terms of how they increased revenues during the pandemic and on all their plans, the t- potential name and rights for the stadium and all. And I was just sitting there looking at the NFL plus thing and they're going, fuck me. Isn't that, isn't that, he's looking at that going, wouldn't this be great now if we were able to sell our three o'clock Saturday games, sell all our games where, where we take out the middleman and we just get the rights. Mm. It's outrageous. It's what, what it's where the it's where the Premier League needs to go to, and if it doesn't, it's where the Champions League is going to go to. Somebody in in the football world is going to take this and run with this service and dump the apples and the Amazons because they they don't need to. They they, they can sell the product themselves and it sells itself. Can Phil? Can I answer something then, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm with you. I think if Liverpool come out and said, you know, Kevin the Chas says, uh, for context, Sky Ireland charge over one hundred euro per month for Sky and BT. Right, so I'm with you. I think somewhere between probably five and ten euros a month. Okay, Liverpool come out and say, right, listen, you're going to see all the build-up, all the the game, all the post-match, the interviews, everything you see on a live Super Sunday game. You're going to see, mm-hmm. um, but you're going to do it through LFC TV, right? The streaming service that is the new branded LFC TV. I think it would sell colossal. Amounts like I mean colossal amounts, um. You know I think Liverpool get about a hundred and let's say a hundred and twenty million a year in TV rights. Right, it could be a bit mm-hmm. more than that, but just say it's a hundred and twenty million. If you were charging a tenner, right, you would need to sell what was it, what would it be 12, 12 million subscriptions a year. Yep. You know I I think that's like so easy to do, but. <laughs> Would, like you say, United and, and Liverpool as the two biggest brands in world football, in my opinion, right? Um, would they get away with that because you would look at other clubs down the bottom, so the likes of this season, Barmots, Fulhams, who would turn around and say, well, if they're going to do it, everyone's going to have to do it, okay? Because you can't just break out on your own and sell your own thing away from it. It has to be uh, an all-out thing. So how would you get around them? How would you get around Fulham and Barmots saying, well, we'd only sell fucking a million subscriptions each mm-hmm. so we'd only get 10 million in the door where because we're getting 100 million off the Premier League how, how do you get around that is, and I don't think you that's, that's, that's shit but that's where that's where it becomes it has to be a Premier League model because the product that you're selling then encompasses all the teams this is why the NFL thing works because they're selling this 
but it's the whole, it's the league as a whole. All the teams have their own channels, just as, as, as we've seen with LFC. There's like the, they've the 1920 drive for the Bears, who, who, who I'm a fan of. You'll have, um, Ray Dicko watches Bengals TV or whatever it's called, Tigers in, in, in the trees or whatever it is, right? Jerry Jones definitely has his own thing. So you've got, you've got all those ancillary stations. Even if you look at the, even the college land, like they all have their own. TV networks. The big colleges all have their own own TV networks, but they're all then part of, like, say, Alabama and Georgia. They're all part of the SEC network. That's sold through ESPN. So they sold their rights instead of selling it to directly at the time. They sold it to ESPN. ESPN owns all the rights to all the SEC, owns all the rights to the ACC, and owns and you've got this battle in, in America, which is Fox and ESPN for the college things. But the NFL has, has gone a step above and said, "Well, we're just we 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 dominate." So. uh We'll do what we want. So they sell to Fox, they sell to ESPN, they sell to NBC, they sell rights packages as, as the Premier League does at the moment. But there's no kickback. Like Sky can't say to the, to, Sky can't, couldn't say to the Premier League, well, you can't sell them to the same customers we're selling to. Do you know what I mean? Like the way the, the, the Premier League rights is cut up, there's domestic rights. So Sky get a package of domestic rights. Yeah, then there's always because there's some yeah. stuff there. Matt says, uh, the zone is 200 Canadian dollars a year, Fubo TV. $120 for all the English games. Apple TV has the model with the MLS, he says. Um, Kev says there's a downside for the league if clubs go their own way. It has to be the league as a whole. Laura Duffy says that the problem is the clubs who aren't global brands won't agree to it. So you'll, you'll have a, uh, so you have to have a Premier League streaming service. Uh, Steve says Tifo did a video, um, a year or two back on this EPL Netflix type, um, idea showed how they'd, massively increased profits for a tenner a month. For a tenner a month, yeah. So I kind of read this wrong then, because what you want to do is you want to make it premier. You want to take out all the rights all over the world. Yeah, I, like, I think the Premier League should own its rights. So when it sells a package of rights, it's selling a package of games to Sky. So right? so, so it runs that, down all the contracts. Retained, runs down yeah. all the contracts. And when the, the day after the contract ends, you turn up and you go, right, Premier League TV, and we have to do it on a ratio basis. So if I sign up for a tenner a month, and the Premier League fucking get two euro a month out of that. But if you click that you're a Liverpool fan and you want all the Liverpool games, you, Liverpool gets seven of that. And a yeah. Fulham fan. And it'd still work out the same, really, wouldn't it? You still get it, but you you still can sell your rights packages to your normal um, cables and, and digital providers because look people will want to watch the Sky there is people out there who want to watch Sky's coverage who want to watch Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville and, and are happy to pay for it and that's what they want right so they, they'll be covered in terms of what it is um, the, then you've all <laughs> <laughs> your metal nearly decapitated you there <laughs> the size of it it's huge <laughs> but, and then, but then you'll have you have others who don't like I don't want to watch Sky I've no interest in what Jamie Carragher says or what Gary Neville has to say or what I don't know. I actually don't even know who's on Sky anymore. And and that's not even a, a, being a joke. I, I've no idea. I, I watch coverage from around the world as opposed to watching the, the Sky one, right? So when, when I, when I look at it, I, that's, this, this is me. This, this is who this market should be aimed at. I just want to, when I want to watch a game, I want to turn it on, a kickoff, and then I turn it off at the end because I've made my mind up in terms of what I see. Mm-hmm. I don't, and if I want to get coverage, I'm reading, I'll, I'll read the Athletic. I love the coverage on the Athletic in terms of all, all the different sports that I read across the Athletic. I'll pick up the Guardian. I'll read the Guardian. I'll read what's in the Times, and that's who who I'll. That's where I'll generate and formulate opinions and, and read in terms of what's going on around it. I just don't want to listen to people who I feel don't really interest me. 
And that's not saying that their messages aren't good or their insight isn't good. I'm just not interested. I don't care about Danny Morphy's. I don't care about the Mika Richardson's. I don't care about whoever they're pulling out. They have a Danny Mills and they have like Kieran Dyer. Kieran Dyer played seven games and was injured for the rest of his career. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what's yeah. he got to bring to the to football on the table in terms of what's there? Alan Shearer is the most boring human being that ever. Like, we knew that from the football pitch. He had no personality and he's still no personality when he's in the media. Like, these, it doesn't You're attract being pushed that way, Phil. Like the, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to ask, you. I want to ask Pete something now in a second, but they're all being pushed to that because it's not about analysis anymore. It's not about them being in front of screens and going, this is why he's here. And as much as you, it's not actually, as much as you lash Michael Owen, Michael Owen loves talking about what strikers do, right? <laughs> but, but we don't, but do you know what I mean? Like I don't listen to a lot of Michael Owen, but he likes to talk about this is why the striker done this. This is why the striker done that. This is why his movements like this. This is why he gets the opportunity to shoot all the sort of things. Do people <clears> even call in? But you don't. What? Can people call into this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that in a minute. Um, Deadly. Right. So, but, but what I'm <laughs> saying is that they've gone away from that. It's all about saying stuff that will they'll be able to put out on social media the next day that will get loads of clicks, throw ads on top of it, and we'll make our money yep. that way. Do you know what I mean? I can't remember the last time I've seen any of these pundits being clipped, put, and I say it all the time, being clipped, put onto the onto social media where they're making an, a football point, where they're mm. telling you something that, Oh, I didn't know that. Or I didn't. Jeez, that I makes didn't sense. That. You know the sort Look of. Look at that. Um, yeah, you can ring in if you want. If you're on your if you're on your desktop, I think there is an option there to post a question and request to come on. So if you do want to do that, give me a minute until Pete's finished, and then I'll try to get one or two people in to give their opinion on Field's winner. Um, because we're, this is our first time sh- uh, trying this, so we might as well. If we're going to make a mess of it, let's make a mess of it tonight. <laughs> Pete, right. as a man that lives in Spain. Okay, um, which would be covered by Premier League rights bought by Spanish channels. How do you think it would work for people in, you know, Spain, around Europe, Asia, Australasia, um, South America, America, wherever it might be, where I turn around to you and go, listen, forget all those TV channels. P, I'm going to, you're going to download an app. You're going to subscribe for a tenner a month. Mm-hmm. You're going to pick Liverpool. So it gives you all the Liverpool games regardless. Plus a package then outside of that where, you know, and say, as I said before, a tenner gets, you know, Liverpool gets six of that. Um, the rest goes into a pot to be split evenly. And then the rest goes to the Premier League. How would it work for you? Well, the way it would work the way it is working. I made a point earlier on to say that the first objective, the first objection would be from the smaller clubs, Spanish clubs. And as you know, from Tebas uh, going to war with English clubs and, you know, only, only Real Madrid and Barcelona and their international brand and how it pertains to their brand, the the La Liga brand, being blown up all over the world. Um, it would be more. I think it'd be more attractive to them because they would they they wouldn't care. Sociedad, what Valencia, they wouldn't care what Athletic Bilbao think. They would just think, listen. You'll be part of it. You'll get a smaller percentage of it, but you'll be successful by association. Clubs, club, even clubs like West Ham, Fulham, Bournemouth, they actually won't accept that. Everton won't accept that. Whereas in Spain, they're a little more submissive. They are more. We know our place. You know, to be at the at the nice show. You know, twice, three times yeah, but, a season. But Pete, we get to but, play against Real Madrid and Barcelona. But Pete, what I'm saying is right. If if so, if I turned around and said in my own head, if I turned around and thought a ten a month. Right, mm. two euro goes to the Premier League, right? Mm. Just for argument's sake, right? Or one euro, whatever it might be, right? And say you, when you click on, you have to decide which team you want to watch, right? Mm. 
So what when you click into the service, it's going to say, right, you will get all of the Liverpool games regardless you click on Liverpool. So Liverpool gets six of that euro, right? And the three euro then goes into a pot. So every subscription that's sold, three euro goes into the pot and it's split evenly between 20 teams. In my head, there's no, no way. No, in Spain. No, no, no I know it's not even in Spain, but what I'm saying is if you've done this across the Premier League, there is no way in hell, in my opinion, that even if you, even I think even if you just put the three euros into a pot for every yeah. subscriber, there's no way these teams aren't coming out with more than they're getting now. Not a fucking Possibly. chance. Possibly. But all I'm saying to you is the Spanish, the Spanish is probably more likely to accept that, even though I think everything that they're doing and everything they're saying is pointing towards the fact that they really want to entertain a European Super League. Mm. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind, especially the big teams, obviously Real Madrid and Barcelona, but they, they, they would be more likely here to accept that than... Not a similar model, but the model, uh, you know, days and anybody that broadcasts over here, for example, Mobistar, all of the the, the local uh, broadcasts are very, very heavily weighted towards Real Madrid and Barcelona, more so than you'd even think. Even the prize money. Yeah, but if you but if you said but but if you said Phil, RP, if you said to Barcelona and Real Madrid, right, listen, whatever you're getting off, whatever TV company, right, mm. it's gone. But what we're going to do is we're going to sell this. Right mm. now, it may not work as much in Spain. I kind of get you because mm. it's Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico, maybe a little bit. Um, but I think you'd actually generate more money worldwide. Like, if you had a yeah, hundred million say, people, if, if you had a hundred million people worldwide yeah. paying yeah. a tenner, do you yeah. know what I mean? That's one, yeah. that's like that's a billion quid. Yeah, I mean, what would be interesting to be okay can you make it work for us in south america where the spanish game is very popular can you make it work for us in the philippines and asia where the spanish game is massive well where real madrid and barcelona are massive real madrid and barcelona can go down to kuala lumpur and fill a stadium of full of 100,000 people just like manchester united so it's an easier i think you're right gav it's an easier conversation with with what the only concerns the likes of athletic bilbao Valencia would have is not to be left. They would insist on going on those tours, even if they didn't, they couldn't command as much of the end, if you will, just to be associated. They're more happy to go along and still have their name somewhere. It's like, you know, t- traveling with you too. You know, any band would be just happy, even if they're opening up while people are, you know, queuing up for the toilets just to be there. It's kind of like the mentality in Spain. It's like we need them four or five times a season to guarantee our existence. I just don't think that mentality exists in England. For some reason, a lot of uh, English teams seem to think, oh, we have this really great history. Like Everton, for example, you know, we were great in the 50s and 60s and and they carries weight somehow now where it doesn't, as Phil will tell you better than anyone. It's all about what you're doing over the last few minutes. And nobody is better than that, than Americans, than the than the at making you marketable but it's all about what you're doing right now and that's why what they do is so fascinating you're either in or you're not it's not about there's nobody interested in tuning into you know a hundred documentaries to convince a new audience that you were great in the 50s and therefore you're worthy of, of being watched it's probably an, e- an easier argument to have uh, with, I, think, with I think like if I'd, I'd love to and if, I, if anyone is in the chat and you want to join us for a minute and give your opinion on this really quick before we move on to the next one yeah, and do what you need to do on your screen. I know there's a way of doing it. Um, I think it's. I think it's. Can I just say, Gav? Yeah. Now that we're sitting here talking about the numbers, I think it has to be ancillary to the TV rights. 
in the same way the NFL haven't given up their TV rights and they haven't given up TV rights deals and they're still getting the billions that they're, they're, they're negotiating with, with the ESPNs, with the Foxes for, for, the, for the TV right deals. Because if you take 10 million people and you charge them 10 euro right over 10 months, that's only a billion quid, right? Mm-hmm. And they're probably getting 2 billion off Sky alone. Or Sky, ESPN, and Amazon. yeah. But if you break it down into 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 the club itself, how's a carbon? Right. Yeah. If you if you but have this, if you have fifty million people around the world, yeah, yeah, right, paying you a hundred and twenty quid, right, a year for Liverpool. Which is that? Yeah. Fifteen million people. Fifty million people. Fifty. Fifty million, million subscribers. Paying a hundred. That's, that's five billion. That's imagine. five billion. Five yeah. billion you're paying for Liverpool. But you're not going to get that many. You're not going to get in the world of five billion people. You're not yep. going to get one percent. One percent. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take nine euros of a bet with you that the, that you can't get that you can't get. What I'm saying is Liverpool, Liverpool, subscribers like, Liverpool, for Liverpool. Okay, so Liverpool are getting a hundred and say a hundred and fifty million a year in TV rights. Okay, so if you mm-hmm. break that down, that's ten million subscriptions a year. Would I be right in saying that? Because you're doing over a year. Yep. 10 million. You telling me 10 million people in the world won't pay 10 euros a month for Liverpool? I'd say you'd be closer to maybe getting between 1 to 3 million subscribers. If you, if you look at YouTube and you look at the, you look at the official accounts, right? And that's where people interact with it and look at the numbers that are behind, behind mm. them and then think, right, how many of them are going to convert to subscribers? Mm. That's where you, that's where you have to go with it because a lot of instances, you might have two or three or four followers coming from the one household where mm-hmm. in that instance, they'd have one subscription rather than having four subscriptions, let's say, right? So you ha- when you break it all down, I think this is, this is an add-on. So for the, for fans, they get to choose what medium they want to get their yeah, football, their viewing what, what experience too. Yeah. What I'm saying to you is if Liverpool wanted to do this or if it was a goer, right? I would be looking and saying, right, I'm paying a tenner a month and for that, I am going to take in all Liverpool's games. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take in a highlights package for the rest of the Premier League because we under the Premier League umbrella. Plus all the fucking Liverpool stuff I can eat off LFC TV. You tie it all in and you what's say, more important you, what you're extracting, what you don't, what you're not forced in to watch, what you don't have to watch. Yeah. What because no, 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 I think the most important thing is that they're making available what I want to watch. Now at the moment, they make available Liverpool because I reckon Liverpool are on live probably 36 out of 38 games a season. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's ridiculous. But mm. I, I just think that I think the clubs would make more money. I think the downfall is the clubs at the bottom would probably not make as much. But if you had some sort of subs, if it was subsidized in some sort of way that every 10 euros that was given in, two of those euros for all of everyone went into a pot and then it was ratioed out, you know, that sort of way. Like if, if, if Liverpool had 10 million subscribers, they'd be putting 20 million in a year. But if Fulham had a million, they'd be putting in two million a year. You know what I mean? But, and then but, it, it'd all come around and it'd be shared out. But my, my thing, Gav, is more so the, the product that you can produce, right? They have this archaic 3pm blackout rule that sits around the Saturday games mm-hmm. in England. So they can't produce a red zone product. They can't produce the thing that draws you into the NFL. But it's, shown everywhere, it's shown everywhere else in the world. It's shown ev- and, and that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. In, if you have this digital online offering, right, and it's not produced in the UK, let's say, do you get yourself around your three o'clock rights, but you can distribute it anywhere you want? Like, there's, there's, there's an honour system here that at the moment, that if the Premier League really wanted to, they could produce the content and have it out there 
in the internet, which is which is which is jurisdictionless, right? In terms of what it is, allow it to exist, allow people to access it from wherever they wanted, mm. and say, well, that's on the people to see what it is. Like from my point of view, there's a big thing. Well, you have to subsidise the lower leagues. No, you don't, because people who are going to go to lower league games are still going to go to lower league games, right? Mm. Yeah. I, I'd say the bigger issue maybe to match going fans in England to crapper games, like say Liverpool are playing Burnley. The the the, the risk there could be. That you will have, you mightn't have full houses at these games against teams where they're just not attracted to watch. Why would I bother going to that game when I don't have to? Because the, I can yeah, watch but, the matches. Yeah, but that doesn't really itself. apply to Liverpool because in many times Liverpool play at three o'clock on the Saturday because the, the television company. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah Matt yeah. says they get goal rush in Canada. It's like red zone. Yeah, I know. Uh, Matt, Matt I've, 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 I've watched it in the like States Matt's, as well. And Matt's it's, basically it's, living the life Phil would love to live. In Canada, get all these <laughs> fucking games and everything just instant and, and mountains and there's loads of mountains, mountains to run around. around. <laughs> uh, but nobody wants to come on and give that Oregon. That. Oregon is where I want to live. Okay, I'll, I don't know where Matt's from. Um, but uh, Matt's Matt's from 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 Canada. Oregon is in the yeah, northwest. Yeah, I know, but I don't know where. If, I don't know how close if Canada he is could, to it. I, I don't know. The but Matt. if Canada could invade the the United States, right, right. and just right. capture Oregon, mm-hmm. I'll move to Oregon because they Canada have a decent uh, uh, health service and. Great. Laura, can I come and stay in your gaff and we can go run up the mountains to be grand? Yeah, okay. Let's see how it goes. I've sent out the invite three times now for somebody to try access this and join in with us and nobody has taken it up. Okay, so we'll move on to the next thing. Um, and they may, they may get involved. We'll give them an opportunity in each part to get involved. We went way over time there. Eamon Dunphy yep. clearly left the room and <laughs> to tell us what's going on. So Pete, looking- you can go, you can go with winner or you can go with loser, whatever you would like. Um, I want to go. I think at this stage, I'd like to go with a uh, loser. Uh, to, to Phil just went with a loser uh, with a winner, so we'll go with a loser. And I can't believe after I know I talk about them a lot, but after one preseason, I think at this stage, or they, maybe they've had three, but after two, um, the the great savior, um, the great potty mouth savior, who decided he was going to. Rock up and every who everybody hails as the great white uh, hope for Everton Football Club has more or less pitched them in July with his own in his own words into a relegation battle. I just think, and I know we've kind of said Phil has always said it from day one, but I mean, there's bluffers and then there's people that are completely making a having a meal ticket from whatever reputation he had as a, as a player. I mean, you've got your man Phil Clement there, who's his number two, a very, very good coach. I know they could, they can't really attract players in. It's not like they haven't, they don't have players on staff, but to turn around and make a statement after being beaten by Minnesota Warriors, Vikings, whatever they were called, some makey up team that's managed by an ex-player of theirs, who I didn't even think was relevant in the game, Adrian Heat, uh, in this day and age, to be beaten 4-0 by them, Okay, you could you could you could you could offer any number of excuses, reasonings. Listen, it's early preseason. We've lost. We're not we're not in shape. But to turn around and then use language like, if if the lads don't get basically throw your own players under the bus. If the lads don't get their act together, we're going to be in a battle. I've put the Crystal Palace night was a great night in the history of this club. Okay, and um, I've put that behind me, and I think now. When the, some of the players need to start thinking we could be in a relegation battle. I mean, is this seriously what you pay six and a half, seven million quid a season for? I mean, I don't know what it is. Everton fans, please, and I'm asking you, Gav, I'm asking you, Phil, a question. Do Everton fans look at Frank Lampard's uh, 
or DVDs as a player or YouTube clips as a player and think that that's going to take them from the point that they're at to a point where they just don't get it. If Frank Lampard put on a bald wig and a fake moustache and, you know, changed his name, they didn't know, they wouldn't accept his forms as they wouldn't ex- accept his his tactical lack of lack of invention they wouldn't ex- accept the ways and they wouldn't accept the way he doesn't seem to be able to attract a player of any note to the, to the to the to you know to sign for the club i just don't understand being able to turn around in a july pre-season game being beaten by some Leinster senior team and then to turn around and <laughs> so say that. Not even and, team. And, for the, and for them then to go protest and the only thing that they cheered about is him I, I I just think some you know have this privilege about them I don't know what it is I just don't get it so my loser of the week is definitely and he'll be the, my loser of many weeks obviously as long as he has a job is Frank Lampard I just find him one of the most overrated characters I've ever seen in my life please somebody make, make it make sense um as always, when I say as always, we're only 40 minutes into the trying this stuff. So um, if anyone wants to come in and give their opinion on Frank Lampard as loser of the week and what's going on or everything, feel free to do so. Um, as you're watching, there should be a thing there where you can click to ask a question and, you know, request to come on. But try that in a minute after me and Phil talk. So Phil, um, Frank Lampard, um, you've been running up hills and cycling around mountains. I don't think you give two fucks about Frank Lampard, do you? I, I'll, I'll stand over the comment I made about Frank Lampard last season, right? And why, this is why he'll never be loser of the week and never can be loser of the week, right? Frank Lampard has created his exit strategy from day one, right? And when Frank Lampard leaves Everton, his reputation's intact. They didn't get relegated. He looks like he is a passionate manager who's just been in a series of unfortunate circumstances. Their new ground sank before he even got off. They were full of Russian money, don't have any money now, and they can't even sell the club. There's your exit strategy, right? He hasn't got enough money now to spend on players. They're, they're, they're kneecapped by financial fair play. They had to sell their best player, Ricarlison, to Tottenham Hall. I, you've got everything there. So he's done the best he possibly can with a team. And, you know, he's, he's there. And everyone that backs him in the media, it's backed him all before. And this is a future England manager. If Gareth Southgate can be an England manager, Frank Lampard can be an England manager. And as far as I'm concerned, when Gareth Southgate fails at the World Cup and the noise are sharpened from, the next man up is going to be Frank Lampard because he's done a sterling job both at Chelsea and at Everton and even Derby County. And he's left all three teams in a great state of affairs after he let them. Look at Derby County there now. Derby have now playing his- Derby, Derby City FC in the Lancashire Pub Lub League. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> do you know what? I, 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 I find this, I, I actually find this situation harder to gauge as it goes along, P. I'm going to be honest with you. Like Kev said, he's, Kev said that he said a couple of months ago, everything in a whole world of trouble and they don't realize it yet. He's standing by that. And he also says Tommy, Tommy Tuchel is doing the same. And um, with regards to comments the other day, I'll go on to him in a minute. Um, Laura says that Lampard is already set up to deflect blame. It's never his fault. And when, um, when Lampard gets sacked, does that mean he'd be the winner that week? Well, of course, he'd definitely be Phil the winner. Um, but the thing with it is, right? Um, you know, and I'm, I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add someone in here. Hold on. Matt is gonna drop in. So let me see if I can Lovely. add him in. Let me see. I don't know if this works. Um, I pressed okay on him to come in. Let me see now. Um, but. The thing is, like, uh, I'm just trying to sort something out here, but it didn't kind of work, so let's see how it goes. But, P, 
he if he doesn't keep them up, he's, he's gone. Okay. So I don't know. It's anyone you don't know. No, no, he's definitely gone. He's definitely gone. Right. Um, he's definitely gone because um, th- he he would have went. He would have went. He's not going to manage in the championship. He doesn't see himself as a championship manager. Okay. So that's the fourth thing. Because he stays, he's the Messiah. Or because he stay up, he's the Messiah. And that's that, that look, everyone does that. You know, all we kept us up in this standard. Phil is right though. What he's saying there the other day is, is that, you know, he's had to sell Richardson. I don't think he's brought anybody in yet. Okay. There's talk around um Anthony Gordon being linked away. There's talk around um, Dom- Dominic Calvert-Lewin being linked away. He brought in Terkowski on a free, sorry, which is actually a decent signing. But <laughs> they do a protest the other day. And they're all about the owner, which is fine. You're absolutely, you're okay to be upset with the owners, but they're literally holding this fellow up on a pedestal, right? Where I'm looking at them going, hold on a minute. This Everton squad at the back start of last season, when Rafa Benitez took over and won three of the first four, he took 10 points in the first four games, all about these could qualify for Europe. You know, Coleman's a leader. Look at, um, when they signed, um, the Mina, you know, look at Mina, look at, um, you know, if you look at Alan in midfield, if you look at this and you look at that, and, and, and they were raving about all these players, right? Now, a lot of it was over the top. But at the end of the day, right, they shouldn't have been anywhere. That squad shouldn't really be anywhere near anywhere, right? And he should be able to get more of a tune out of them. And he's not. And he's not. And what what's happened is he's so fortunate in the fact that this billionaire owner, Right, and I lo- use that term very fucking loosely. Yeah. Right, has spent a shitload of money because he doesn't know what he's doing. Right, mm. he's backed by a man that has all his assets frozen in the UK now, which is a massive problem. They're torn over to they're torn over to um, with regards to wages to mm. what they're torn over is something around ninety something percent. Okay, and they have to cut their cloth accordingly, and they aren't. Right, they aren't cutting their their accordingly and he is in a position now where he can just turn around and make excuse after excuse after excuse and that's why it's going to work Matt has joined us and um, we've asked somebody to join and um, so here is Matt, Matt um, hi guys Matt. Uh, uh, first time caller long time listener <laughs> uh, uh, my, my question is how will Everton struggles this season be Rafa Benitez's fault I'll, I'll, I'll take my answer out there Okay. <laughs> what a okay. question that is. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a fair question. As funny as as, as much as we laugh, I've, about I've, it. I've got the answer. Go on. It's it's a simple one. He sold Lucas Dinya. That's the whole reason everything is shy. Yeah, if he yeah. hadn't sold sold him, they would they would have won the league last year. But yeah. when they sold Luca Dean, the whole narrative around it was that Luca Dean was refusing to play. Right, he didn't mm-hmm. get on with Benitez. The club was back in Benitez. Fans weren't happy with that. But then they bring in uh, Mialenko and the young guy from Rangers, Patterson, and literally Everton fans were telling you that they'd signed two of the best young back- fullbacks in Europe, and this is the future and stuff like that. They, it's, it's. Do you know what it's like? It's like if you hand a kid an ice cream, right, and halfway through the ice cream, you hand them a packet of jellies, and he goes, oh. That's something different, and I'm full of ice cream. Fuck it, I'll have the jellies, right? And then halfway through the jellies, you hand him a packet of crisps, and he goes, oh, fuck, crisps, right? And he's just changing his mind on a constant fucking basis as to what's best for him, right? And he's literally 
lashing the ice cream out of your hand because like fuck you and your ice cream and that is the problem there, there's no put the crisps in the ice cream you, but you can protest against wherever you want right but if they sign players by the end of this window right and Lampard is in 16 spot out of 10 games they will turn to Lampard and have to go they, there's no clear thinking here and it's just going to be constant failure all the time there's no, yeah, but I think there's no you, you know better. you know Pete, Pete you know when they say Frank gets us Exactly. Right. I, I, feel, I swear to God, I was just about to say to Anton Matthews. Can I just say, Gav? Like Gav, Frank, like Frank yeah, gets so. them, right? Well, gets that you can't he get. Does. Of he does. No, 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 no. He, he's right. They're right. He does get them. He gets them more than any manager has ever got them, right? Because he's terrible, right, and doesn't and want to be terrible. blamed for being terrible, and has has visions of grandeur. And they're terrible. <laughs> they can't accept being terrible and have visions of grandeur and blame everyone else for their failings. So yeah. Frank Lampard gets them more than anyone else and they're, they're a match made in heaven until it gets to the point that one of them needs to retain their reputation and then Frank will be gone out the door and Everton will be blaming everything bar Frank Lampard and somehow it'll be Liverpool's fault all of this but it's like no when, matter it's what like, goes on but it's like when Peter Kenyon was linked with a consortium to go in and take over everything right and people are like oh um machinery will go and Kenyon's coming in and people are like and all of a sudden Everton fans wanted this club sold and I was looking at going Peter Kenyon's going to walk in there with his consortium and the first thing they're going to go do is go where are all these players on these wages when we're only taking in this amount of money the consortium wants money back Right. Mm. So what yep. they're going to do is they're going to asset strip the club from top to bottom, which usually starts with the best players. So you could argue Calvert Leon, um, De Acore, Alan, um, Young you know, Gordon, Gordon. Yeah. yeah, a couple of other players, right? Where you would make and and the likes of even um, Demary Gray, who they get for one point five million, probably sell for a decent profit now, right? And that's what they would do, right? But they were under the belief that he'd come in and he with this consortium, and and you know what would have happened? That would have been the worst thing for Frank Lampard because. He's comfortable in the situation that's there. If you bring in a new consortium, all of a sudden it's like, oh, the consortium, they're, they're the best thing for the club now. So, Frank, why aren't you fucking having And Frank's sitting there going, I have less of a squad than I had when before I'm sure you left. Doesn't matter, Frank. This is a new owner. They're newer and they're shinier than you. So let's go for it. I just, I just think, I think they're in serious, serious trouble. Now, Mashiri has said to judge them and judge the club by the end of the transfer window as to what players they bring in, right? But, mm -hmm. There's two weeks, that's, there's, there's less than two weeks of the season starting. Now, I understand that it goes on to the end of August. The transfer yeah, but you are where you are. This is preparation, then you are where you are. And yeah, I but that, what I'm saying is, right. but what I'm saying is, Pete, the season starts on the 6th of August. I think everything yeah. starts maybe on the 7th, right? Yeah. Um, no, it's, I think the even game on the 6th. But the fact of the matter is, right, they could be four weeks into the season, three weeks into the season, four games maybe, right? They could be literally sitting on one point. And who's going to join them on deadline day? Who's going to take the plunge and go to Everton? Because A, you've seen them last season. B, they're not as strong. All right? Mm. And C, they don't have the money. They don't yeah, have the money. Players, there's a player at, at Borny, that Max Cornet, who Everton are chasing, and he doesn't want to go. Nobody wants to go there. Because yeah. lads, anyone worth their salt will know what you're going there for. You're going there to have, you know, to maybe have six or seven minutes as a team game and see and you know see what happens he had that with Burnley he wants to go so nobody wants to go there nobody it's not like again you know for me I just don't get this 
Phil hit the nail on the head. He gets us. Yeah, he does get you. Because so, when the going gets tough and Frank's up against it, he'll he'll have a go at someone. He'll he swear at someone. Like he had a go at Klopp when he was Chelsea manager. That if that's getting the club, that's the direction they're going in. And for me, I, I just can't believe. Well, I, I look I look at the squad they have, and I think Tarkowski is a good signing, but I think they've lost a good a good bit in Richardson. I think that I think you've an only interest at Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah. Spent an inordinate amount of time talking about everything. No, no, and then and then you have well, this is what it's about. Every Monday you can talk about whatever you like. Plus, you have I think you've an Anthony Gordon that although he gets the club as well, I think if someone come in with a decent bid, I think he'd be gone, and he'd offer him savage wages compared to whatever they do. Yes. Right, uh, move on because Phil's getting um antsy. Anti, him and his fucking medal. Um, Matt, the show's about losers, Phil. It was good to see Matt actually in the flesh. Yeah, winners as well. Matt jumped on there, and we will try to get more people on as well um, in the next couple of sections, if that's okay. Uh, Let me see. Phil, were you on loser, winner? Oh, loser. My my loser was the... uh, I was going to do a long, big thing. It's not the losers, the World Cup. Like, it just dawned on me today, right, that this season is already messed. I'm, I'm I'm really annoyed about Gaff. Do you know the way I was really excited about the World Games, right? Mm-hmm. I'm really annoyed about the World Cup. I like there's there's so many there's so many elements of this World Cup going on that it's just it's 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 pissing me off. Like we're we're having the charity shield on the 28th of July because the World Cup kicks off. The season stops for six weeks. There's people already posting where should Liverpool go under training camp while the World Cup is on. Like this is just <laughs> insanity. Right. This is, this is, it's, it's beyond insanity. It's stupidity. Right. And if you wanted to make people more apathetic to the game in your biggest markets, right, which is Europe, um, then that's all you're going to do. You're, you're going to, you're killing the Champions League. You're killing domestic leagues. You're killing it all for the sake of some mad competition in a desert in grounds. Mm-hmm. Where there's been issues in terms of 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 the bills of people losing their lives of rights. rights. I read somewhere. There's, there's, I read somewhere um, that the air conditioning units that they wanted to put around the pitches at the game, they couldn't put on a full glass because it could affect the players and the ball. Because it probably put, start blowing the ball all over the pitch. Yeah. Be like watching it. It's it's absolutely. It, it's it's it, okay. They talk about that the FA Cup was destroyed when United went out to play in the World Club Championships and they weren't forced to play the under-12s like we were when we had to go and play mm-hmm. in the World Club Championships and we played Aston Villa, right? That was League Cup, or I get you. Yeah, this is going to kill the World Cup. No World Cup after this will ever be the same. Nobody will care about the World Cup after this, right? Because what happened... I, I was just thinking... I, was, I don't have a text yet. I, was, I, was, I might have been just thinking this in my head and I was maybe I was talking to myself, which is, which is quite often, right? Um, but I was thinking to myself, what was that? Did was there not a tour? Did you even not have a tournament there in the summertime? Right, because I was there going, this is insane. There wasn't there loads of international matches on there in June. Was that not a tournament? Right, yeah. and then I was like, no, nah, it's not. It wasn't a tournament, or was it a tournament? I don't know if it was. And now the World Cup is on in December. Like this is nobody cares. Yeah, no, they kind of done this Nations League for about fucking two weeks after the season ended. And uh, yeah, Laura Duffy says, correct, they done a test match and had the air conditions were on. The ball was moving by itself before kickoff. It, so it's I mean? wind ball. It's basically <laughs> look at the war games and went, let's play wind ball. Low football. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't because they didn't baby. show that coverage. They didn't have that coverage on, on any of the Olympic channels. Trust me, I was there waiting for the blow ball. It never happened. If anybody wants to give their opinion on uh, the World Cup and will you watch it, will you not? All the sort of stuff you can click on and try come on and talk to us. As I said, this is our first. Well, I won't watch it. I, I I can honestly be saying now, right? And and I am. I've been. Uh, 
tremendous World Cup supporter down the years. And anyone that goes back into the archive of these podcasts will see the World Cup specials I did from way back when we started the podcast off in 2014 and 2016. And all the Aussie international tournaments, because there was nothing else to do in June. So we did did big coverage of them. Like, I'm not going to be paying any interest in this. It's going to be no. slap bang in the middle of NFL season, right? There's lots more better programming that the guys put on around that. There's going to be, you're coming up to Christmas time. It's going to be late nights. This thing is going to be on at stupid times. There's Christmas parties and all going on. I, th- that's not going to be, I'm not going to have a blind bit of interest in England. What group did England get? England got England against Mozambique and, um, the, Cayman Islands and the yeah. Faroes or something like that as, as a group. There's I think, 19 I, groups. I think, I'll, I think I'll struggle to watch it as well because I know there's four games a day. Shawnee was saying to me the other day, there's four games a day and so on. And I was like, I was looking going, yeah, but I think in the summer, you know, you make more of an effort to kind of make time and you have summer holidays or you have time off and you make, you kind of maneuver yourself around for a couple of days at the World Cup. But like November into fucking December or middle of November. When does it start? Middle of November. And yeah. like, genuine, you're out there and if you have kids, you're fucking Christmas and you're doing all sorts of, it's a really busy time of the year. I think, I think people will still watch it, but I don't think they would watch it to the same way they would in the summer where they could make arrangements. Like, like, you know, like eight o'clock game, uh, on a Thursday night, you go, fuck, I'll get down the pub and have a few points there. I own the beer garden. It's lovely. I can't see people getting up and going. No, I'll watch that tonight. No, because it's dark and it's fucking miserable out. And I've just, yeah. you know, I, I just don't know. And no, mad times, the, what the eight hours ahead of us or eight hours behind us, whatever it is, right? They're like this, the, yeah, this, these games Air are Force be game is like, I think one of, is it 7 a.m. here? Is the one yeah. of the Force games? No, it'd be, it'd be, more, it'd be earlier than that. If you won't. You're playing at one or two in the day. It's going to be like fucking six a.m. Stay up for it. Do we get up early for? Listen, it's World Cup R.I.P. To be quite honest, with you. it's over. I mean, we all grew up, and you know, as as the World Cups accumulate, you get over. You you think nineteen eighty six, you think nineteen eighty two, you think nineteen ninety, you think all these iconic. Men. I can't tell you after two thousand and ten, forty. It all kind of blends into one. I can't, and I don't think it's. You know, from growing up, Qatar's only two hours like, ahead of us. Qatar, yeah, yeah, surely it's not. not even that. But the amount of games that will go consecutively, I just I've no interest in it. And this night, watch two football. hours. How does that work? Qatar's miles away. Yeah, but Gav, they probably paid a lot of money to change. Oh the no, no, they're right, they're right, they're right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking fucking Australia here. Qatar yeah. is is the same. It's no, it's not on the same as Dubai, isn't it? Not. Do you know who should ring call? Sometimes it gets from three to four. He, know, he knows how Google Maps works, so he'll be able to tell you where, where it is. It's still going to, it's got, if the fourth game, well, let's see how it starts. But for me, I'm just not, of no interest. Well, or Alison asks, or Alison asks, um, do you think that the, the two year World Cup plan segues into the Qatar World Cup? So basically throw this out now and then we just go to two years and fucking go from there because they're, they're definitely looking to get down that road. Here's what's going to happen, right? You're going to then have a battle between FIFA and UEFA because they think that there's a huge big... The last game will start at 10pm UK time. I don't know why I had eight hours in my head. Genuinely. I must have been thinking about playing in Melbourne. <laughs> I, won't, I won't be watching. Like, why would you watch the game at 10 o'clock? I will watch it, but I think I think I will watch no. what I can. I'll be on this podcast. But I think... I think Can't be. It's at 10. So I'm on this podcast. We'll do, I won't be watching we'll, it. We'll do a watch along. Uh, no. No. Uh, but um, you watch. I'll be watching Hard Knocks in season with the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. I think. I think people. I think people will watch it, but I don't think 
that kind of viewer where you make make an effort to do something for a game. I think that yeah. I think that'll disappear. Um, nobody no, wants to come in and talk to us with just sound. Because um, it's about the World Cup. Because it's about the World <laughs> Cup. So, uh, Kev says, Gav will never do a watch along. It's just not something that interests me at all. I've been asked. I don't blame. Hundreds, I, I actually, I, 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 I don't blame you, Gav. I do a watch along on stuff that isn't normal because you can have a strange conversation around it, right? Yeah. So, um, you could have, like, again, the War Games would have been ideal for a watch along, but you wouldn't do it. Um, but, like, but a football match, I can't say what I want to watch. What I want to say when I'm watching it, I want to be emotional. I want to say what I feel. I want to say what I want. What, what I want. I don't want to make sense. When I want to make sense, I'll come on here well, after the you, game when I've composed watch, myself and taught, yeah, exactly. taught out my thoughts. Right? Exactly. exactly. When I'm watching Kev the game, says the watch alongs with the UFC is good. <laughs> but you see, if you're doing a watch look, I'm, I'm going to be honest, right? You mark it explicitly, you can say whatever you fucking like, really, to be honest with you. Yeah, but I, I don't like the UFC. And I don't mean that in, in, in a bad way. I, I, everyone, loads of people love it, right? And I totally get why they love it and the thing, but I, I just find it, it's, it's all samey, samey. It's a bit, I'll watch a boxing fight, but they are, it's, it's a bit samey, samey for me. And okay. like, but that's because everyone likes different sports. Yeah. So, right, let's get on it's to It's just um, not for me. Uh, Pete Winner. And if you want to get in and talk on this one, let, do your thing um, while you're watching yeah, on your they desktop. Might be, they might, be in, they might, they might want to get in on this Frankie the Tory. Uh, Absolutely. No, Frankie the Tory and his magic horse. With, Pete's winner of this week is Frankie the Young <laughs> a giant penis. of Barcelona. Pete, why is he your winner of the week? I just think, you know, to be honest with you, we're, we're in a day and age where, especially pre-seasoning and mega clubs, supposed mega clubs like Barcelona, who exist in three years' time, but that's a different conversation. Um, are in the habit of telling players when, when they want to, you know, when they, you're no longer going to go. Now, this is a young player that's decided, okay, I'm 23, 24 years of age. You owe me a heap of money. Um, and documented here, you know, although amounts and speculation, I know Phil hates speculation, but he is old salary. Um, and he's refusing to take what he views as a downward step play at a club like Manchester United which he's been quite open about some of the points well, through his agents, quite open as to why he thinks he shouldn't go there and I, I just think I really admire, a lot, of fe- a lot of fellas would have taken the money and run, Manchester United would, pa- would pay you handsomely these days to play a piano and come and do nothing and he's, he's made a decision I- to kind of stick around and, and, and I think it's typical of Dutch people Dutch people are, 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 are told what to do you know as far back as I can remember watching the likes of Ruth Hullet very much their own people and this young same type and I just think Barcelona are one of them that they, they for years they've had it their own way and they seem to have a real problem a real problem with this young player. and I love a bit of a double-edged sword for me Barcelona have huge financial problems they've, they've gone to Las Vegas over the last six weeks and they decided to bank the and Phil will tell you probably the reasons why they can gamble on on their on their future in the way they're they're doing it, but I don't think it's sustainable. I think, as Bayern Munich chief executives have said, they don't think that they'll exist, which is why they won't take any instalments of them. And I think the fact that Manchester United have been humiliated, it's just a huge for me. It makes Frankie De Jong my winner of the week. He's just ticked so many boxes for me this week. Phil, um, I think I I don't doubt that Frankie De Jong is old money. 
that's the first thing. The second thing is, if Frank de Jong is owed money, I would say he has deferred wages. And I'd say the deferring of that wages will be until a certain point in his contract, i.e. in the summer of 2024. Yeah. Now, the deferred wages will be paid back to you after we've sold our TV rights and our fucking whatever rights they're selling, our stadium rights, whatever it might be. So I think the whole thing about Frankie de Jong being old money, I think is being twisted a little bit in this story. All right. Um, I don't think he wants to play for Manchester United. I agree. Um, I think it's fairly obvious he doesn't want to play for them. But like, if Frankie Young turned around and if, if the issue wasn't there or, or the actual, I think the actual thing is Frankie Young is probably saying, "You owe me X amount that I've deferred, right?" And I want to be paid now. Frankie Young could go to Manchester United tomorrow and still get his money that he's deferred. Because it's in his contract. It's an agreement made with Barcelona. He could go to Manchester United tomorrow and say, I'm signing for Man United for X amount a week, but I deferred wages over the last 18 months at Barcelona, and this is the total, and I will be paid it in 2024 when the date comes that the, the deferred wages have to be paid. Um, what do you make, A, of what Barcelona are doing? And B, Frankie de Jong, should he just stick it out there? Does he wants to stay or should he go to United or is it is it great that he's just turning around going listen I don't want to play Manchester United just fuck off you know it goes back to clearly he doesn't want to go to United um, there's a huge Barcelona grow for the lads of Ajax they have that special agreement that's in place the Dutch love going there because of Ronald Koeman Patrick Rijkaard um, oh. the, the the your man who played up front for them as well, Kluivert, um, Edgar Davids, uh, then there was uh, Cruyff's son, and then after that, then there was loads of Dutch lads that went to Winston Bogart, there was Overmars, um, Overmars uh, who else went there? Koeman, that's it. he went there as well, and there was a few lads before them as well that went there. Hang on, I'll have to think who they were as well. Loads of Dutch lads went there, Your right? The, the Dutch seemed there famously, and the, 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 Dutch, well. the Dutch, the Dutch, the Dutch lads love. Right? Um, and if somebody said, "Would you like to go to Manchester United uh, in its current state, and you can you can be best friends with Gary Neville?" Or you can stay in Barcelona, have a massive dispute, but we'll still play you because you're deadly. Right? And this is part of our plan to rebuild the football club. And we can have our dispute about money and you can give out all you want to the hierarchy of the club. But I'm Xavi and I love you and I'm going to play in the team no matter what's going on. Right? Um, so sort that out and I, I, I really don't want you to go. So what what do, you, what do you think, Gav? What do you think that would be to a player of Frankie de Jong's character? I think the only way that de Jong goes is if a team like Juventus or who won't because they Chelsea got Matthew Delict now. I don't think he'd go to Chelsea. I don't think he'd go to Chelsea. I, I think his attraction at this stage, again, goes back to why would you leave Barcelona in that instance? Kev, how are you, my man? I'm good, man. How's it going? You all right, lads? Throw a question at us, Kev. That's a lovely picture, Kev. That, Isn't that's it? lovely. Isn't it? Yeah. My missus picks it. I get no saying decoration in this house whatsoever. That's the way best to way to be. <laughs> exactly. Just nod along like the Churchill dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, exactly. Dog. Exactly. You're right. 26 years. Works. Phil has made himself widescreen here now with the medal. Look, it's gone widescreen on Phil, so he's all the, the big medal on him. Go <laughs> on, Kev. What have you got? No, I was going to ask Pete... Um, how is it being portrayed in the Spanish media to how Barcelona's image is at the moment compared to how we see it from the outside looking in? 
Well, I mean, they've sold, you, they've mortgaged yeah. everything to yeah. stay afloat for the next few years. How are the Spanish media feeding that to the Spanish public? Well, as as as, uh, as Shani will tell you, if you watch El Chiringuito, the the Real Madrid faction are saying that Barcelona basically are, are gone to Las Vegas and they're they're gambling everything. And um, there's there's rumours that people are talking about maybe they have somebody from China, maybe they have somebody from the Middle East looking in. So they're trying to build up this this bank of saleable or you know assets that they can actually, uh, you know, if you like, stack against the value of, of the. In, in case they're gonna they're gonna do what they what's not contained within their their model, which is to actually sell to a third party, and um, but and everybody here is saying it's just because of the pandemic, because of well everybody here in Barcelona making their usual excuses. It's because of so the likes of La Marca, for example, would say because of uh, recent developments and you know economic downturns, Barcelona are just having to ask the players to live a little more frugally. And to come down to plan, to be honest, it's a mixture of both. Barcelona, like an awful lot of businesses, exist in the red, but they didn't. They never had the model would permit them. You know, they're very, they were very much reliant on crowds coming in, everybody buying their tickets. But I think the two years of not, well, the year plus of having no crowds hit them an awful lot harder than it would have hit anybody else. They simply didn't have to go, and the banks started to call in their loans they want their money the mu- it's like a game of musical chairs a club alone you exist in the red flying kites and when the music stops the bank manager wants to be paid and unfortunately that's that's what's going on at barcelona they're they're now taking out debts or taking out new loans against future income which is i don't know i don't think it's very responsible mm. all right cheers guys now i have is it though symptomatic that Gary Neville is telling them to go on strike to get the move. <laughs> when Gary Neville writes into the rescue of your transfer, does that not yeah, sound Gary Neville, Neville that Gary Neville wouldn't be doing this if Chelsea were trying to sign him. Like, no, like, no, but my, like my the, point, the is, does that not... Is, the perfect scenario here is that Frankie de Jong goes onto Twitter, right, and sees that Gary Neville has come up with this big, huge fucking plan, right, that no one else has talked to, where he, he takes legal advice. He takes legal advice, and he manages... To get all his money off Barcelona and then sell it for Chelsea. That's the perfect scenario. Because then <laughs> basically the, the, the man that thinks he runs fucking Manchester United, along with the Labour Party, is actually at the giving the idea to the player who ends up that doesn't want to play for Manchester United and goes to Chelsea. And Listen, Gary never yeah. wouldn't be opening his mouth about this if he was actually like if if Chelsea or Liverpool um or Man City were absolutely all over Frankie De Young. With right. Frank for me with Frankie De Young. There's no doubt he's old money, right? There's no doubt he's old money. I think there's mixed signals coming out of Barcelona as to whether they want him to stay or not. I think Xavi, as a football manager, would like him to stay. I think he's definitely a player that Frank, uh, that Xavi would like as a player aesthetically when you look at Frankie de Jong, right? I think he's a really, really good footballer. I think he's on really, really good money as it is. Forget the money he's deferred. He was, he's on savage money, even with the, the, the deferred wages. All right. There's talk he wants to take a pay cut. He's actually going to reduce the amount of money he's going to defer up until that point to stay at Barcelona. So if they owe him 17 million and United fans are screaming, going, he can't come to United. He wants to, but he can't because they owe him 17 million. And Frankie de Jong's in Spain going, tell you what, Barca, just give me fucking A when, when the summer of 2024 comes and I'll stay. Is that all right? Oh yeah, that's grand, right? Barcelona, there's another argument going around that Barcelona are saying, no, we only owe you 3 million, which 
there can't be that disparity of three to seventeen. There simply can't. Basically, when you the fair wages, you get the raise if you don't carry the one. <clears throat> well, if you don't carry the one, you need to go back and, and sort yourself out. But that's how end up here. Though, is, if this happened in the summer of twenty twenty, and he's the fair or the summer of twenty twenty one, whatever it was, right? And he's the fair that till the summer of twenty twenty three, right? The, the, it's very easy. Like you just take what he's deferring every week and multiply it by 104 because he's getting paid weekly. And that's what he's old. But all these numbers going around and he can't do this, he can't do that. I think, I think Frankie D, I think Barcelona might want to sell Frankie De Jong, may want to sell Frankie De Jong, but Frankie De Jong doesn't want to go to Manchester United and they're the only team at the table. I think if another team came in and went, what is the price? It's 80 million euros. There is 80 million euros. Frankie De Jong will be playing for that other team because the deferring of wages is, it has to be agreed. Frankie De Jong's not going in and Paris are going, we're going to give you 100 grand a week less. So it's going to, we're going to save 10 million on you over two years. Um, is that all right? And Frankie De Jong's going to go, sound, you'll give it back to me though, won't you? And he goes, yeah, we will. And Frankie De Jong walks out of the room, sits around for two years and goes back and says, where's me 10 million? Well, like he has to have it on paper somewhere, the back of a smoke box. He has to have it somewhere. He has to go in there with representation to legally agree to this pay cut well, Gavin, for two years. You know how inventive Manchester United supporters get when he, when when the narrative. But it's but it's to, not even it's not even at Manchester United fans. It's all fans want to paint a narrative that suits them. I don't give a fuck about Frankie De Jong. I don't give a fuck about Barcelona. I don't give a fuck about Manchester United. But it, it, the simplest thing in all this is. Frankie De Jong, when he defers wages, would know what's being taken off him and when he's going to get it back. It's not of like course. he's taking a cut. It's deferred. It's not so he knows when it's coming back. But Gav, well, hold on, Gav hold on, Phil. here because Joe Laporta can't carry the one. I know. Like, this is the whole but, thing. But, 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 Phil, it's like, but Phil, in all seriousness, Frankie De Jong knows when he's getting that money back. That money doesn't... It, 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 even if he leaves Barcelona tomorrow... He will get the deferred wages before he left, between the time he deferred to the time he left and they stopped paying him. They will add it all up and they will give it to him on the date that the deferred wages are due to be paid. That's why they're selling to Spotify and they're selling parts of this and they're selling parts of that because they know they owe all this money. And look, Barcelona. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they, they're meant to owe PK 80 million euros, right? How the yeah. fuck do you owe PK 80 million euros beyond me? They're meant to owe uh, uh, Lionel Messi 100 million euros. That is quite believable actually, right? Yeah. But, but no one's banging on Lionel Messi doors going, Lionel, are you going to go and look for your money? Lionel Messi's clearly sitting there going, my voice is looking after that. My legal representation is looking after it. And when that date comes, I go looking for it then. The simple factor is you can talk about 17 million, 3 million, deferred, this contract, that contract. Frankie de Jong does not want to play for Manchester United. Whatever way you want to fucking spin it. And that will be proven, in my opinion, when he signs for somebody else in the next two to three weeks. And it will be a Premier League side, and it will be a Champions League Premier League side, and that'll be it. But can, can I just say, Gav, what what you're witnessing at Barcelona is something that's going to pan out across a lot more clubs than Barcelona across Europe, right? UEFA are talking about pulling the plug on their COVID disaster plan, which was a two billion pot that was to rescue football because of the lost revenues that had gone on, mm-hmm. and now they're talking about pulling it because of the extraordinary circumstances that now exist because of the Ukraine situation, right? Basically, we don't want to give you the money. Okay, mm. you've signed up now to our new Champions League. We don't really care. That's basically yeah. what this is, right? So they, they've had the, uh, everything that UEFA needed to continue having whatever grasp they have on the European club game. They have in place. They don't need the clubs. They don't need to worry about the clubs buying in. And if they, if some of the big clubs go by the wall, in reality, right? 
they won't want to see Barcelona go, so something will happen. Either Qatar will buy them or something like that yeah. will step in and buy them ultimately, right? And, and just bail them out. Um, but if smaller clubs go, they're not, they're not going to care. That's no interest. They don't really give, they don't give two shits. They, they put that back on the, the local domestic league and they say, well, we have our financial fair play model and, and you have to do that if in Europe. It's not our issue. That's a domestic league piece that needs to sort itself out. If, if, but if, um, if Frankie, if Frankie de Jong wanted to go to Manchester United, right? And say that the, the, the fee is 85 million. Right, there's nothing stopping Manchester United going in there and going, listen, Barca, right? You mm. owe him 17 million quid, right? Regardless, so whatever it is, 70, let's say 17 because that's the popular number. There's nothing there stopping him to say, right, listen, I'll tell you what, we're going to pay you 68 million euros, right? We're going to give you 68 million for Frankie Dion, okay? We're going to rip up the fucking deferred wages and we're going to pay Frankie Dion 17 million quid as a signing on fee. We're still paying the asking price. The player's getting what he wants. You're getting everything less what you actually owe the fella. So no one's losing now here. They're all just paying up the what they're meant to pay up. the works there, Gav. If you've got, well, in the UK, the taxation system's completely different. I know that. But, but listen, if, if, if he wanted to play for Manchester United... If you wanted to play for Manchester United, Barcelona wanted him out, you could, you could do that deal. We all know we could do yeah, that. Yeah, but, the, but there's different companies. Can, can I... Different complications. Well, there, Pete, Pete, the biggest thing here is if Gary Neville is saying that the transfer should go through and the player should be freed, the transfer has never happened. He jumped <laughs> in last year and did, did an hour-long interview with Harry Kane to, to help Harry Kane get I his dream move to Manchester golf, City. A round of golf. And, and he's still playing away at Spurs and he's recommitted his future to Spurs. I expect Frankie de Jong to be the future Barcelona mm-hmm. manager and to see it his whole career now at Barcelona <laughs> yeah. on the basis that he's not leaving until he gets to 17 million and Barcelona are never paying him a no. penny that amount. No one, they also know now that he's not prepared to leave until he gets paid. Gav, think about but, it like but this, he right? will get paid, Phil. But you see, the thing is, oh, to spin a narrative but he won't here, get... but to spin a narrative here, what's happened is, right, nobody's paying attention to when he's due that money. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, uh, he deferred wages, he, he definitely owed it now, right? Mm. Look, come here and I tell you, if, I, if I'm working for somebody, right, and I defer my wages, or I've shares in the company, right, and I can't do anything with them shares until 2025, right, and I leave this company tomorrow, I still get the fucking shares. They're mine. They're legally fucking mine. They're in my name. I just can't vest the shares until 2025. It's the same with Frankie de Jong. But what's happened is, because it's the summer of 2022, and Manchester United are banging down the door going, "Uh, can we have Frankie de Jong? And Frank the bars are going, we're not too fucking sure. We actually, he's all right. And Frankie de Jong going, don't answer that fucking door to them. Under no circumstances. Do not answer that fucking door. Gary Neville's involved. And now Gary Neville's going, get on to your fucking lawyers. And Frankie Dion was gone. Would you ever fucking fuck off and stop? If Frankie Dion wanted to play for United, he'd be a United player right now. Right? Weeks at ago. the moment, he doesn't want to, and that's just the way it is. He, he said no. He said no in about six different ways. The latest. But way, can I? Can, I, I, want, I want. I want. I want a last. I, I want a last throw. <laughs> throw a last one in. The lads with the fish today, Gav, can someone tell me what the hell was going on? The what? Alison Alison is holding a joint dog fish. Nunez is holding a joint dog fish. Ah, they have no they, tops on. They're only in shorts. That, yeah. They, and they're holding massive fish. They're in Salzburg. They're, 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 they are fishing. All I'm saying was the thing about Frankie de Jong and then Alison with a joint fish, like he'd created this t- situation himself. Yeah. And then there was another tweet about it. And then there was Darren Nunes, and he was looks like he had he was he was setting himself up to be a mem, and he's, was there going, no, Darren Nunes, just Nunes is sculpted by fucking God, 
by the way. My Jesus. Even his hair. Oh, they're, all, they're all having a, an APAC off and Claudio Taffarel rolled in and yeah. I was there going, for, for a fella that's bag of 70s, cans. Bag of yeah. cans. He's, bag of cans. He's looking in great nick, yeah. isn't he? Like, like, to be fair. Taffarel just rocked in. Like they're, they're all there in a picture and there's like Simicast, there's uh, Firmino, there's Nunez, there's um, Allison. There's somebody else, and then Tafarel's on the end. You know he's he's just brought six cans and twenty smokes. <laughs> you know it. He's just going. Oh, he, you know, like he's one of them fellas. You know when you're getting a, a picture at a wedding and you're having a smoke, you have to put the gun in your hand behind your back while you're leaning. Yeah, the yeah. Thing, you know. And uh, but that's definitely Tafarel. Man, the legend. But you know what I love about Liverpool? Well, well, chaos is going on everywhere. else. Liverpool are very good at making themselves look well. They pop because they are the players, the the staff. So relaxed about everything. It's like, yeah, you you can you can go on with all that nonsense. We're here in the middle of Austria, and it's all good. We're prepared. That's what I love about this club. Well, so love we look like we're in we're in good shape going into the season. A couple of games to go before the season starts, and uh, hopefully everyone stays. The, no, the season starts this weekend. They're playing at the, on this weekend. The charity Shield. I'm not a friendly. The if international win, the international open. Shield of Charity and Friendship is kicking off this weekend <laughs> in the in the whatever stadium it is, the Wembley Super Duper no, Stadium. No, it's the, the King Power in no? Leicester. Uh, Leicester. They're playing in. They're playing in a in a. What? They're playing in the King Power because stadium. the ladies Euros is on in the in Wembley at the weekend. All right. There you go. Is Chris back going to To be a huge crowd. I don't know if Chris going to. He went to one of the England games, already. But um, mm. I know there was seventy odd thousand at Old Trafford for one of the England games. So if That's I think, and I think are England in one of the semis? They are, aren't they? Yeah. So exactly. you'll see a massive crowd at Wembley at the weekend for that. Um, anything else before we go? People are very shy about coming onto the show. We had to get two fucking contributors yep. to come on and jump in tonight, but um. Like, well, fairness, Matt was great. Matt was, was great. great. I think yeah. I, was, I, was, I thought Matt was going off to now to 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 a table ladders and chairs match. I was just saying, no, there's Matt. You need to have a chat. Matt's coming over to Dublin for the United game. You need to come out and have a point with him because oh, where he lives and how kind of you know he's miles away. Not at the moment, but where his family home is from, he's miles yeah. away, from Manning Field. You would absolutely love it. You'd absolutely love it. So, Do a house when, when is the, when 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 is the United match on? Twenty. Fourth of August. No, Monday night. I'm off to gargle now again. I, I I didn't drink from the christening until Sunday, until Saturday. Then I drank on Saturday, and then I'm back off it now again. You don't have to drink. You can just come in and talk to us. Drink in a zero. You'd be too but jealous of having a crack. Would you? You need can. <laughs> right um, I think that's it that has been winners and losers that's our first attempt at recording an audio podcast where we had a live chat room it went quite well until the two lads just dropped off screen and I was sitting here <laughs> like a pleb looking at the screen wondering what was going on don't but, forget to mark it and cut it or I will I'll be editing the whole out of this now when we're finished cut it I know cut that cut that I'll cut it I'll try my best right um that's it. Do we sing out the team tune? No, there's no Forever team tune. Young. It's just silence. <laughs> Shut up until I get this thing stopped. Thanks a million. Sorry, before I go, before I go, um, Bobby's wish Charity. to walk. We are 52,000 away from 150,000 uh, target. It's absolutely flying. It's on 98,000 at the minute. Link will be in the description for this show wherever you're listening to it. And of course, you can find it across our social media as well. I think it's a pin tweet and stuff like that. So go and check that out. And um, if you can donate, great. If not, take the link, send it to your friends, family, colleagues. Or I, I'm missing Neville, loads Gary of people Neville tonight. And it's all, all the legal profession that Gary Neville is asking. 
Yeah, Jumping Mohammed and all the boys. Gav, we have to find a way to let the people know because I missed Antio Chills tonight. Mm-hmm. I missed um, all Jogging. the lads. Oh no, this show won't Mohammed be. Jogging. This show won't be not on YouTube every week. Do you get me? But I like talk. I like get, getting like Veranda Cheese isn't here. I wanted to see what random yeah. stuff he threw in. Yeah. Right? So what will um, happen is next week this show will probably be on YouTube and all those will be back. All right, cool. All right. Just yep. Jesus Christ! Like I'm trying my best, Phil, and you're just. I, I know, I know, Gav, and right. you're doing a great job. Yeah, but right? then you fucking I'm, ruined it all by going, yeah, well, I miss all the lads. And you don't. I'll tell you what you miss. You miss fucking laughing at them and fucking putting them down and being a prick. And then you miss all that. And then you're not going to get off here. That's not true. That's the worst Monday I've had in ages because there was no one there to abuse. And I'm fucking sick of it. And you throw the medal against the wall and you tell your missus to fuck off. And that's the end of it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not like that at all. I'm, I'm up at <laughs> uh, six. That's I'm up at quarter six for my bike ride right, now. Well, look, to, it's half to, eleven. To That's seven going. hours from now. Uh, six, five hours, forty-five minutes away now. So we better get. Not going. if I'm in Qatar. Not if you're in not Qatar. In Qatar. <laughs> you've an extra two hours. <laughs> 20, in the, million hours. An extra two hours in the lab if you're in Qatar, or if if you want me to get the ring into work for you, eight hours. <laughs> 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 That's being winners and losers. Talk to you a bit over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.